no one for me. Goodbye, KP. You've been the one, KP. Oh, KP, man. I mean, we're going to miss you. Honestly. Honest to God. We're going to miss you, brother. Look, as a Knicks fan, does it hurt to see KP go? It does. Hurts a little bit. You know, he was the beginning of the hope for us back then. You know, when he got drafted, we were just, you know, everyone was ecstatic. Just so happy. I mean, 2015, we were like, holy Christ, here we go. Let's go. You know, as it, once he started playing, we were like, this guy's going to be great. Whatever. And then, you know, as the years went on and the Knicks kept sucking and, you know, I mean, Joe Kim Noah got a contract and Derek Rose got a contract and, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. got a contract. You know, the shit just kept falling down on our heads as Knicks fans. It's just, it's been ever living, you know, it's just been shit after shit on our heads. That's it. That's how you could describe it perfectly, I think. Just absolute shit falling on all our heads as Knicks fans. And it's pathetic. It's pathetic that we still root for this team. It's pathetic that this team has just always been screwing us over the past 20 years almost now. But hey, we're still here, Knicks fans. We're still here. And that's, I know, I mean, I applaud all of us. We're still here. And I'm going to be honest. I like this move. I like the trade. I'm a big fan. Two-part episode here. I'm going to get into KP, and then I'm going to give my Super Bowl bets, the prop bets, whatever else we want to, you know, we're going to win some money on Sunday. It's going to be good. So starting off with KP. The trade was a good trade. Plain and simple, point blank. It was the right move. Now, are we going to look back on this a year from now? And if we don't have two top flight free agents, then we're going to say, shit, maybe it wasn't. But I think you had to get rid of the Tim Hardaway Jr. contract. You did. You just had to get rid of it. And I don't think there was another way. I mean, I've looked at all different types of scenarios. And realistically, who's going to want a guy who, not? let's be honest here, shoots a low percentage from the field, isn't that great defensively? Isn't that great in general for $17.5 million for the next three years? Whatever. Two and a half, whatever you want to call it. There was no one. This was it. You know, sometimes... As we've seen with relationships, you know, I know all of you guys and gals out there, relationships have been tough. And, you know, you got to just break off sometimes. And this was it. We had to break off from KP. The guy wasn't happy. The guy didn't really give a shit. Let's be honest. The guy didn't care. He didn't want to buy into the program. He didn't want to, I guess, in whatever, Lavatia, Lavatia, Lativia, they don't believe in tanking. So, uh, yeah. When KP asks, what are the Knicks doing? I don't know the direction you're going in. The direction? Get a top three pick and get a top three stud, you fucking idiot. Like, what do you think the direction is, man? Jesus Christ. Like, how ridiculous was that? To, to say that. To say that in a meeting. Oh, whatever. I don't know the direction you guys are going in. I don't know what we're doing here. What do you think we're doing, you goddamn idiot? Jesus, man. But it's over now. And I'm, I'm kind of happy it's over. I loved KP. I really did. I thought he was great. But, you know, if you, if you dive deep into the field goal percentage, if you dive deep down into the games played, the guy didn't play over 66 games in 2016, 2017, and 2017, 2018. Played 48 last year, got hurt 16, 17. He, got, he had different injuries, back injury, whatever. 
Is he a unicorn? Yeah. Yeah, he's a unicorn. He's a phenomenal prospect type. He could be amazing type guy. But right now, I mean, you can't put him in the top 15 in the NBA. You just can't do it. And as great as he was last year for those 48 games, guy kept getting hurt. He was banged up the whole year. You know, besides the knee, he was banged up and banged up. Now, take a, you know, take a page from Yao Ming's book. Now, Yao Ming played uh, close to 82 games the first like four years of his career till he was like 25 26 then his injury to you know the injury started happening and then he just that was it the guys that are that tall that are seven two and above are just they're good they're at a higher injury risk and we've just seen it for you know throughout the period of time for whenever they've started coming in the league we've seen that we've seen them get injured we've seen all that stuff so logically now as a Knicks fan I think it's better to get out of this now. And, you know, they got a good return. I love Dennis Smith Jr. Okay, let me take that back. I really like Dennis Smith Jr. I like Dennis Smith Jr. I think he can be very good. Right now, I don't love him. I don't think he's, you know, I think he can be very good. That's the thing. Now there's potential there, especially after you screwed up with Frank Nilakina, which, by the way, come on. I mean, Jesus Christ almighty. Talk about dog shit. Talk about being terrible. Oh, my God. God, the guy is awful. He's fucking atrocious. What is he good at? Like, oh my, oh, he plays great defense. Yeah, really? He gets torched all the time. Stop. He isn't good. He can't shoot. I, I, Dan Hofer, the sub six foot idiot who plays men's league basketball and gets fucking half in the bag afterwards, has a better jump shot than Frank Nilakina. I swear to God, I do. I'm not exaggerating. I have a better jump shot than Frank Nilakina, and I'd love to prove it. The guy can't shoot to save his life. Oh, my God. It's just, it's pathetic. It really is. It's pathetic. Besides the point here, you got Dennis Smith Jr. now. You got the cap room. Now, getting getting into the cap room, this is it. The, the, the plan is KD and uh, KD and Kyrie. It's pretty obvious now. It's truly obvious now. This is the plan. Now, what is a fallback? What is a fallback plan? Maybe. I don't think Anthony Davis is is a possible a possibility. I don't like it. I don't want to give up the young assets. I'm done with that game. Sign two studs in free agency. That's what you got to do. And you know, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, you're crazy for thinking that they're gonna do it." Well. I have nothing else to believe in, for God's sakes. It's like finding out Santa isn't real, but still having a glimmer of hope that he is real. Okay? I got to believe. I got to believe something. Now, if God forbid it's not KD and Kyrie, then maybe it's Jimmy Butler. Maybe it's Clay. Maybe it's Kemba and Clay. I'd like that. I'd like Kemba and Clay. I like Kemba a lot. I think Kemba's very good. I love Clay. I, I really do. I love Clay. I think Clay's phenomenal. I'd give Clay a max right now. He's the best shooter, one of the best shooters in league history, and he's a great defender. Okay, now if we're getting into the Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton range, I swear on everything I I love. If they give Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton max contracts, I will go ballistic. I don't know what I'll do yet, but I'm gonna do something crazy, and I'm being serious. If they give Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton max deals. You're going to be seeing me on the news for doing something outrageously absurd because the guys aren't worth max deals, okay? Pretty simple, plain and simple. So that's it. It's pretty much coming down to the 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 option of Kemba, Clay, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Kevin Durant. Those six guys, maybe Boogie, depending on how he finishes out the season, 
you know, those are the guys that I would feel comfortable with, depending. Now, Boogie's kind of a head case, but hey, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, whatever. So, those are the guys. Now, we get a top three pick, we got to keep losing, right? Keep losing, get a top three pick, get a Zion, get an RJ Barrett, get one of those guys. And then we get the two free agents, and then right then and there, you have a team that is a contender. No doubt, a no doubt contender. Say, let's just say for argument's sake right now, they have a starting lineup of, let's just say this, being cautiously optimistic, okay? Dennis Smith Jr., Clay, KD, or sorry, Knox, KD, and then a center. Oh, my Lord. Mitchell Robinson, if he keeps going. Or you got Kyrie, you got DSJ, you got Knox, you got KD. You got Trier off the bench. You got Robinson. You got you. I mean, guys, and that's not that's. Oh, I. You know what's funny is that I forgot the first pick there. I forgot Zion Williamson. Imagine they get Zion. Oh my God, Zion, Jesus, Zion, R.J. Barrett. Oh my Lord, Kyrie, R.J. Barrett, Knox, K.D. Oh man, ooh, good Lord. Now look. We got to be just cautiously optimistic here, Knicks fans. This is like you match with a really hot Tinder chick. And, you know, she like, maybe she messages you first. Maybe she gives you a little, you know, hey, hey, what's up? How are you? You can't just go in and be like, hey, be my girlfriend. You can't scare them away. Nice and We got to be cautious here. Cautiously optimistic. Sweeten up KD. All that good stuff. And then boom. Pounce. Get the two. We're money. We're, f- we're money, okay? Money. Money in the bank. So I'm going to go more into KP and, uh, you know, the Knicks plan next week. Uh, let's get into some football right now. Now, I got a few bets I like. Now, I'm going to just, I'm going to go off, well, you know, I'm going to go one by one. I like the Pats. I like the Pats with the three. I still like them with the three. They're, they were two and a half in a lot of places, and if you didn't scoop them up there, I feel bad for you. I'm I'm a fan. I like the Pats. Minus three. Big fan of it. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. I'm going to be honest. I, I really do. I just I love the way they're playing. And Tom Brady, that guy, you don't want to get on his bad side. That guy is on a mission right now. It's a goddamn mission. And I don't see them losing two in a row. I really don't. So I, that's one of my bets. I'm going with that. I had a future bet from the for the uh, Pats. I put it in right before the Charger game. You know, six and a half to one. Love that one. Boom, money. Nice little payout coming if they win. So this is another one I like. Rams, Pats, under ten and a half for the first quarter. Now you got to pay up a little bit for it. A little prop bet. Got to pay up a little bit for it. It's minus 145 right now, 140. I'm laying it still. All these Patriots Super Bowls, and you want to know what they've scored? Zero, 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 and then three. And I don't even know if I counted all eight correctly or whatever. They've only scored three points in every Super Bowl that they've been in in the first quarter. That's it so far. I mean, in the Tom Brady era, I should say. Brady-Belichick era. Sorry. Three points in the first quarter, and that came last year. So we're going off that. I think that the Pats either win the toss or they get it. They're going to have a nice long drive as their first drive. They want to milk that little clock. They want to establish the run. They want to get that offensive line out. They want to get Michelle going. Boom, bingo, bango, bongo. There we go. Another one I like. Edelman over 79 and a half receiving yards. Got to pay up a little bit for it. Minus 130. I'm a fan. 
I mean, we've seen it time and time again. This guy just is Tom Brady's guy. Boom. It just keeps happening. It happens all the time. So we're going to go with that. Like it a lot. Big fan. Next, I'm going to go with the Sony Michelle over on rushing yards. I think he's going to get around 80 to 85. I like it. I think he's going to get well, he's going to get work. And I also like him, if you're feeling a little risky, a little, little risky, little risky there, plus 170 on if he's going to score a first-half touchdown. Yes, like it. You know why? Because we saw last week, and everyone was wondering, why is Rex Burkhead in the fourth quarter? You want to know why? Because whenever Sony Michelle's in, the defense knows that it's more, it's like a, what, I'm going to say 80, this is just, you know, a figure I'm throwing out, 80, 85%, it's a, it's a run play. You know, I mean, Sony Michelle's over-under for receptions in this game is half. Boom. So that's, that tells you all you need to know. So you're basically telling the defense Sony Michelle's and it's a run or it's either, it's not even going to be a play action. It's just going to be a straight pass, straight drop back. We're going to, there's no threat of play action, really. There's really just no threat of it. So that's why Burkhead was in in the fourth quarter, and I think that's why Michelle's going to establish it in the first half. And that's a good, that's good. I think that's good line value there. I think it's a good game script type thing. I think that's what Michelle's going to do. So like that one a lot. Plus one seventy, you're throwing, you know, you're throwing ten to win seventeen. Whatever you want to do, whatever you, whatever your thing is. Okay, boom. Next, we're going to go with uh, Rex Burkhead under two and a half. Receptions. I think he gets one or two, maybe. I don't think he's going to be used that much. I think it's a white, a James White and Michelle game. Truly do. I think it's a White Michelle game. I think they're going to really just take over, and I like that one a lot. Next up, Chris Hogan's longest reception. Now I like this is what I like. Over nineteen and a half. Over nineteen and a half. I'm going with it. I think. That's their that's their deep threat right now is Hogan. Hogan and, you know, I think he's gonna get one of those 20 yarders. If it was 20 and a half, I'd lean a little, I would lean a little under. It's that it's in, it's at that spot right there. I think Hogan gets a 20 yard catch. I really do. I think so. Like it. Um next up, we got I'm going Todd Gurley under. I'm going Todd Gurley under the 68, under 68 and a half uh rushing yards. I just don't think something's right. I really, I just, I just don't think it is. I don't think, I don't know what it is. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Now, this one could really bite me in the ass. I'm, I know it can. Trust me. I know it can. Because Todd Gurley's over-under is usually like 88 to 90 every game. But I just got a feeling here. I really do. I got a feeling. I think that they're hiding something, and I, I don't think McVay saying that we're going to really work Gurley into the game plan, it's not, you know, it's not smart. It really isn't, because logically, think about it. Would McVay want to give up, you know, tip his hand at all for what his game plan is going to be? Why would he be saying that Gurley is going to be getting a lot of work? Why? You're going to give the the Pats the knowledge that you're going to try and feed Gurley? Like, is that is that real? I, I don't think it is. I just don't. I'm I'm leaning under there. I like under there. I think that that's the move. And with that being said, I think Anderson over 42 and a half is going to hit again. I I I bet it last during the championship. I liked it. Boom. I think it's going to hit again. So there we go. Another one. 
Another one I like, and you gotta, this is, I hate this. Depends, go find a good number, people, please, for the love of God, because I'm getting minus 150. Woods over five and a half receptions. I like it a lot. I think that's a that's a, one of my better bets of the week. I think he gets seven catches. He's going to get seven catches. It's going to be an extension of the run game. The short passes are going to be an extension of the run game, and I think they're going to bracket coverage Cooks, and they're not going to let Cooks beat them. You know, logically think about it this way. Matt Patricia against the Rams held Cooks in check. Four catches for like 70, 60 yards. I think it was four for 60-something. Held Cooks in check. Didn't let him beat them. They kept the game close. It's the same kind of defensive philosophy. Patricia, the old DC for the Pats, it's that same defensive philosophy, and I think that it just translates over, and we get to see that Sunday. I think they're going to take away the weapons there. They're going to take away a weapon, and it's going to be Cooks. Woods is going to have to work the middle of the field, and they're going to live with that. So, Cooks over five and a half catches. If you want 70 and a half receiving yards, I kind of like it. Eh, not a big fan, to be honest. But I could see it happening, too. Now, with that being said, I like the Cooks under 73 and a half receiving yards. I think they're going to, he might get 50. They're going to really, they're going to just really, they're going to really rough him up, I think. I think they're going to rough him up. I think they're going to not let him beat him, let him beat them, whatever you want to say, blah, blah, blah. So, whatever. Next up, I'm going to go with some game props here. Um, Kind of like, I'm going to be honest, and I think you know people think I'm crazy with this one. I'm going to lean under. I'm leaning under on the national anthem. I think it's. I think the the number is good. Where you know people, this number for the over is ridiculous. I mean, you're paying two ten, minus two ten for a one oh eight and a half seconds. For the love of God, Gladys Knight, are you going to sing that long? I I fucking hope not, for the love of God, please. So I'm going under. I'm leaning under. It's plus 150. Throw a little uh, 15, you know, throw a little 10 spot to win 15, whatever you want to do. I'm a fan of that one. Like it. And I'm going to, and another one. This is a big one here now. Check before game time and see what the Patriots' money line is. If it's minus 130 or 132 and below, I'm taking the Pats' money line. I'm doubling down. Or if you want to get ballsy, and I did this two years ago, you take Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl MVP. It's even money. It should be, well, it's 115 even money, depending. Oh, crisis down to 125. Mother of God. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Depend on your book. But any, I, I would just take the Pats money line then. going to be honest. I'd throw the extra little sense. So let's backtrack there. The long shot I do like for uh, Super Bowl MVP is Aaron Donald. It's 12 to 1 now. I got it at 15 to 1. I think that it's a, uh, I think it's, we've seen it. We've seen it with Von Miller. We've seen it with, what's his name? Bobby Wagner. I think. Eh, whatever. Fact check time. But we've seen that we've seen defensive guys win uh, Super Bowl MVPs, and I think Aaron Donald, if the Pat, if the uh, Rams win, it's gonna he's gonna have a big game. He's gonna maybe have three sacks, three or four sacks, and they might give it to him. Because logically, think about it: Is Jared Goff really gonna have a great game? Eh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think the Pats win. I mean, that's just me though. I think the Pats really do win. So, look, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. This so we're gonna go. I'm gonna go over it one more time in 
case you didn't know. Edelman, over 79.5 receiving yards. This is my favorite one. Rams, Pats, under 10.5 for the first quarter. That's total points for the first quarter. Boom. I like the Pats minus three. Boom. I like uh, Sony Michelle over on his rushing yards. I like CJ Anderson over on his rushing yards. I like Burkhead under on his receptions. I like Gurley under on his rushing yards. So, boom, boom. Gladys Knight under on the national anthem. Yeah, I'm that crazy guy who's doing that. And Chris Hogan over on his 19 and a half for the longest reception, over 19 and a half. So look, everyone, I hope we all have a great Super Bowl. And, you know, I hope we all have a great time. I hope we all, we're all safe. We're all doing good things out there. So I'm also coming back next week. I'm bringing on a special guest next week, my girl, Erin Marr. Great girl, hysterical. We're going to get into some wild shit. It's going to be funny. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I said cool like I'm in fifth grade, but it's going to be a good time. She's a great chick. She's funny as hell. And honestly, she's funnier than all those barstool chicks combined. She's great. We're going to have a nice time, a little fun, a little bullshit, talk about dating, talk about all the online shit, talk about whatever you want to talk about. So you know what? If you got some questions, just text me. Or you know what? Tweet at me, at the real hove. I think that's my Twitter name. I'm going to be honest. I forgot my Twitter name. Uh, no, wait. What is it? Hold on one second. Uh, yeah, at the real hope, tweet me, email me, whatever you want to do. Text me up, Facebook me, Instagram me. If you got questions for us, let me know. Now, maybe I might make up some questions and say that someone wrote them in, but who knows? Maybe someone will actually send me a question or two. Look, everyone have a great Super Bowl. I'm happy to be back out here. It's been a little while. I know I've been busy with some shit. I'm back though. I'm ready. I'm here for the long haul. I'm doing things out here for you people. And I love it. So Lone Wolf Hove signing out. Everyone, rest in peace to Christos Porzingis. We're going to miss you, bro. Kind of. But your brother is a douchebag. And I hope he fucking goes back to Latvia and never comes back. And I hope that, um, I'm not going to say I hope you, you know, tear your ACLs. But I, I hope you, uh, I hope you have a decent career, but nothing too great. Everyone, I'm out. Uh, you know, we're going to put on some James Blunt again if this goddamn computer could work. Oh, wait, there we go. That's it. All right. Goodbye, my lover. It's my dreams you take And as you move on Remember me